0: hello everyone welcome back to the show Me show podcast um cam is currently about to fall asleep um i can see the z's coming out of his head right now and that's kind of the mood of this episode um it's going to be very laid back we're going to be talking previewing the nfl playoffs obviously they start this week with super wild card weekend um and lots of coaches got fired too so we'll be talking some of the big ones um some of them retire, some of them are moving on, and, uh, and then we'll do Fantasy Corner, and then we'll send you on a great football weekend. Let's see if I can lower this microphone at all, it's right in front of my, my mouth, okay. Cam, uh, how we doing? How we starting off this week? What, what games do you want to talk <sighs> about?
1: Well, I think it's best to point out that we probably only lost, what, three games? Oh, in our picks? Yeah. Yeah. Including Pittsburgh ended up beating Baltimore, so that was a good change of heart there. A good veto there. Um what did what did we get wrong? Oh, Atlanta. I do remember you're like, Well, New Orleans needs to win, so I'm gonna pick Atlanta. Which is fair. That's with how they've been all year long. Ended up backfiring New Orleans fire uh crushed Atlanta. So that's one. Um, what else happened here in terms of our losses? Uh, New England. They
0: just showed nothing. I thought they'd keep their streak going against the the Jets, but yeah. they did not. Two, two regular season streaks ended this week. The Patriots, who had won like 15 in a row against the Jets, and then uh, the 49ers, who had won like eight in a row in the regular season against the Rams. Wait, so what's that the ended. third
1: one that we messed up?
0: New uh, New England. New England and Atlanta. Uh, let me look at the schedule. I think we. Is that it? Um, well, we don't have a pick for Seattle and Arizona. I don't know what happened there. But uh, <laughs> uh, San Francisco, we picked the Rams. Or we
1: picked San Francisco. Okay. That's I feel happened. like we picked Arizona. I, I think we
0: picked. I, I just listened to that part in the show. Earlier today, it was Seattle. Oh, so, so
1: we went 14-2.
0: Yeah. No three. <laughs> Saints, Patriots, Niners, we all messed up. Game is going to be a little slow-brained. Today. Oh, this shit, is, yes. Uh, this is, Rams uh, did win. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, game's going to be a little slow-brained. So. All right, you pick, we each picked three games from the past week that we want to talk about to kind of make it go a little faster because let's be honest, a lot of the games this week kind of sucked. Um it was the last week of the year. A lot of players were being benched. A lot of teams had their spots clinched, but there were some good ones still. Um, I think we might actually just start off with the Colts at the Texans. Because that was kind of like our first taste at playoff football. Um, it was a win or be eliminate, or win and get in or lose and be eliminated. That was your two options. And CJ Stroud and the Texans, they came to play. Um, it was a good game until the end. Um, but I mean, neither team can be sad about how this season went. Um, But the Texans, man, they they are building something. They're AFC South champions. And, uh, I mean, they're looking – anything they get in the playoffs here is just bonus at this point, I think. But I know they're going to be hungry. They're going to be looking to keep going. And sometimes a team like that can be scary. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, is there – in sports in general, I mean, is there anything more important than – hitting a home run on your quarterback draft pick. I mean, I can't really think about anything else. You know, you know, baseball's too much more. I mean, not that football's not a team sport. It is, and wins aren't even, you know, wins is a team thing in football. But I don't know, you know, quarterback, we all know, most important position in all of sports. So, like, when you just nail that, no matter really how your season goes, it's a a slam dunk. And so you get that, you win seven more games than you won last year because they were, what, 3-13-1 or something like that? Yeah,
0: something terrible like I that.
1: mean, so they, they get to ten wins, which is always a huge benchmark, and more importantly, you get into the playoffs. But yeah, C.J. Stroud's the man, and so you've got that. So that's just a huge deal. And then um, on the other side, obviously, Colts, Shane Steichen, um, you know, maybe – You know, he waited till the very, very end to have maybe his only big coaching miscue of the year. You know, pulling Jonathan Taylor on the fourth down, I think, in like two, maybe, something like that, Um, when he's having one of his best games of his NFL career. And uh, you throw it to an Iowa player in the flat. Um, Not exactly known for for points. An Iowa player that's not a tight end. We should clarify that. Yeah. But... That's true. That's true. Iowa tight ends can catch, although they don't do that in college either. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They wait till
0: they, they save it all for the NFL, but uh, this was interesting because this was the first primetime game the Texans had all year, which I thought was, I thought every team had to have at least one, but I guess that was wrong. And for some reason the Texans just never had one this year. So uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to see them go out there and show out in
1: it. Yeah. I think there's usually always a team that does. I think somehow get fleeced out of a game. Usually it's like the Jaguars back in the day, and then I feel like the NFL felt like they had to throw them on that color rush Thursday night football thing. Remember because they wore the, like the the jerseys, the yeah. best yellow versus who I can't even remember who they played. Like, uh, the Jags. Yeah, I think it was the Titans and like that yeah. weird blue. That I it was actually pretty
0: sweet, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think there there were two other teams that didn't have any primetime games, and it was the Cardinals, which I guess later in the year that would have been okay, like for a Thursday night game or something. And then the Falcons, um, which I'm perfectly fine with yeah. having no God Falcons bless. primetime games. So God bless. Um, <laughs> another, another game, game that, or actually, you want to do the other Saturday game, Baltimore Pittsburgh? This is yeah. one you chose.
1: Yeah. Um. Just starting off, it was, you know, very reminiscent of what we might see this weekend in the playoffs, at least in um, Kansas City and uh, and the Dolphins. Just an unbelievably awful weather game. And it just, you know, it basically was just, you know, who who can win this weather game? Obviously, Pittsburgh had to have it in order to get into the playoffs, except for that one scenario that we brought up, but that didn't happen. Um, so they had to have this game and Baltimore, obviously playing, you know, a bunch of backups. They had to have some starters out there, obviously, because mathematically you just can't have all backups, but, um, I mean, it some was lower level tall. starters on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, like no, obviously no Lamar, no Roquan, no Zay flowers. Um, none of that. Uh, a couple things Patrick from this Queen game. Queen was out there though. Uh, yeah. Clowney got his, uh, Got his money, money sack, um, literally, and then uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. I'll say this, you know, they did not score as many points as I would have hoped them to score in this game against a lowly, a lower defense than usual. Um, although the Ravens' defense still looked like you're just like, no wonder they're the one seed is like they're guys that. That we're considering low level. It was starters. also a monsoon, but yeah, it was also a monsoon. But then again, Mason Rudolph only had the ball hit the turf twi- twice, so that was you're happy with that if you're Mike Tomlin heading into the playoffs. Um, once Na- again, Najee
0: Harris, the run game looked great. Yeah, in this 112 one, uh, 112 yards for him. Yeah. yeah, and and another fun stat: the Ravens had four losses this year,
1: half of them are to the Steelers.
0: So, um yeah.
1: um, yeah. Hell by Roquan Smith's count, still not a stealer or still not a Raven. Yeah. Well, he oh, didn't play in either. this one. So I don't know if that would have technically
0: counted anyway. Yeah. But, uh,
1: uh, oh shit. My dad just texted me Kalen DeBoer, roll tide roll. So I don't know if that. Oh, is that official? So we might have a little breaking news here. Let's do okay. a little. I'll do a little research. A little pause here real quick. I,
0: I will say a uh, friend of the show, Jacob Michael Baldwin, uh, did, tell me his sources were saying that Marcus Stroman was going to sign with the Yankees. And about five minutes ago, I just got just got the Jeff Passan notification that said Marcus Stroman signs with the Yankees. So Jake Baldwin, dub on that reporting. Um, while we're looking at this other uh, potential breaking news, we'll get into the Titans and Jags game. Um, this is one that I selected simply because it was a good hard-fought game and and Vrabel's, what would be his swan song with the Titans, ended up being you know a perfect Vrabel game, knocking a division rival out of the playoffs, um, playing good hard-nosed football. Derrick Henry had an amazing game. Maybe his last game as a Titan. It was. Um, and just, it, it was just a perfect ending to the this era
1: of Titans football.
0: I mean... Um, it was a
1: good ending. I wouldn't call it a perfect ending for one reason. If you would have told me two years ago... 2022, you know, January 2022, if you would have told me that the Titans would not have Coach Vrabel, A.J. Brown, Kevin Byard, or Derrick Henry going into the next year, I would have been like, did the team playing have a We Are Marshall situation and crash? Or like, what? Why are all these guys gone?
0: You know, I mean, this was, it's one of the ultimate just debacles of a front office maybe ever. Yeah. at least in the NFL. I know we've seen it with like the Rockies and the the MLB, but I mean this is a one of a kind thing in the NFL. They they just single-handedly just wrong move after wrong move after wrong move and it it's ended them up here. They have nothing now. So, congrats. And funny enough when they did fire Mike Vrabel, they said they didn't even bother exploring a potential trade for him even though literally every single team in the NFL would love to have Mike Vrabel as their coach. I feel like they were like you know what we're just we'd rather fire him than than deal with all this paperwork and try to trade him which i mean i relate that, to that but i'm also that. not the gm of an nfl team um so i would be incredibly pissed if i was a titans fan i would just i would actually probably enter the fan free agency if i was a titans fan this i know that's like a very um bandwagon thing to do but this front office is so bad they're, they're just they're dumber than dumb, um. And, but they did get the win in this one, and the Jags one of another ultimate collapse. There, kind of the second half of this year, the last two months or so has just been awful. And uh, yeah, they missed the playoffs. Kind of a shocker there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know what?
0: At the beginning of the year, when we were doing our preview, we both said this this team still has the Jags stink on them. Like they're they're gonna do something, Jags. And that's exactly what they did. They just did the most jags thing ever.
1: Yeah, they had their fun last year with the whole jagging off thing, but I, I mean they were eight and three and we were still both looking at each other like I don't know about that. You know, I didn't think they were gonna
0: miss the yeah, playoffs. we were like, well, I guess they'll make the playoffs, but uh yeah,
1: I was like, I don't know what they're gonna do when they get there, but um Yeah, I mean it, it was pretty bad. Uh and then yeah, the Titans in this game you're right. It was a per- it was a great ending. I mean, they got the win. They knocked their rival out of the playoffs when they were in it. And uh, you know, you're dare I say maybe I won't say maybe your best player in uh your team's history, but maybe your most influential player in team history, Derrick Henry. I mean, has a great game, you know, like 150 yards or something like that, a touchdown or two maybe. Uh, I can't remember if he scored a second or not, but you know, just a great game. You put it together, a great game. Now you didn't have to do, you didn't have to put that great of a game together because the Jags were, they were jagging. I mean, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, uh, his stats. You know, I saw a comparison with Mac Jones, and it was, it was ugly. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe how similar these are. Um, I don't know if, I don't. I'm not saying move on from Trevor Lawrence. I just. Next year though, you, I mean, you have to see some like incredible growth, you know, Uh, I don't know what else to
0: say No, I get that. I mean, it, it was, uh, there wasn't a lot of progression this year. I know he was dealing with a lot of injuries. So I think you just kind of hope that maybe one of those was more serious than they were letting on. And that's what was causing this because he did look good in the first half of the year. Um, It was kind of after that Bengals game like where he limped off the field where they didn't give him the cart, and then he had the shoulder stuff that was going on. He might have been more injured than what he was letting on. So I guess as a Jags fan, you just got to hope that that's what it was and going into next year, you know, the normal Trevor will be back.
1: But normal NFL Trevor, you know, it's still not what you hope for. Coming yeah, he was of, hoping for a guy like CJ Stroud. You're you're <laughs> you were hoping for a Peyton Manning kind of thing, you know. Um the, after his college career, after yeah, Lawrence's college career. I think that's kind of what they were expecting to get. Uh, it just just hasn't happened yet. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean, Stroud and that the AFC South is going to get it's going to get weird, you know, because you have you know, obviously, I don't think the plan is not Gardner Minshew in, uh, you know, for the Colts going forward. But he did a great job—not a great job, but a good job as a backup. For no, I say the he did year. do a great
0: job because the Colts were a team that were not expected to contend at all. Yeah, and even with their start, yeah, even with their starter, and when it went out, they were still contending, and you know, they were a drive, a, you know, a few yards away from, from coming up with that win. So, uh. You know, I'd argue that he did a great job. I'm keeping him in there until the very end. Uh, And then one more game that I have on here is Packers-Bears. I got the uh, newly acquired Jordan Love jersey on today. Um, Love is in the air. I'm a little nervous to wear it for the playoffs because, you know, obviously I just acquired it. We don't know what superstitions lie with this jersey. But, um, yeah, it was a great game. I I had a little bit of a struggle to, to watch it. Because it was on CBS, and of course the local CBS game was the Chiefs game, um, which was basically like watching a USFL game. Um, so I, I had to find other ways to get the Packers-Bears game on, and I did. Jordan Love looked good, but most importantly, I think the team looked really good. A lot of these young receivers are finally starting to step up and you know, build some confidence. I don't know, like Dontavian Wicks is catching touchdowns like a machine right now. Bo Melton, Rutgers. Bo Melton. No. Ruckers, he's come out of Yeah, just the last few weeks, he's he's turned into like Jordy Nelson, and he's just catching passes. He's open all the time. Um, oh, no. Jalen, Jaden Reed is becoming a just a, kind of like a, a leader at the receiving core. He's kind of been the number one receiver here the whole year, and he's taken that role of of that guy. And then we still have Christian Watson lurking. Um, if he can ever get healthy, he he he's there still too. Um, and Aaron Jones looked fantastic. I mean, he was finding holes. He had the whole, whole ground game available because AJ Dillon was out. Um, and the defense, this is now the second week in a row that, that we've looked really good on defense, um, and really held our opponents to no touchdowns because let's be like the Vikings one was, it was all garbage time touchdowns. So it didn't really matter. Um, so hey, shout out Joe Barry for stepping up, but I think it, it's really just, um, the Vikings were playing with Jaron Hall and the bears um, we're playing the Packers. I think, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a good combination for having good defense, but I, we will really see um, I'm a little nervous for the game, but you know what, as a Packers fan, we've already accomplished our season goal. You know, if we lose to the Cowboys, that's all right. Um, I'm hoping that we win obviously, but if we lose, we still went nine and eight. We made the playoffs in a year that was supposed to be a rebuild. Um, just trying to figure out our team moving forward. We're the youngest team in the league. Um, Jordan love had probably a top five QB season, like just purely QB, like not rushing or anything. Like if you just look at touchdowns, interceptions, QBR yards um, completion percentage, he probably had a top five year in terms of the quarterback position. So um, definitely got our guy moving forward. And, um, I, I obviously will talk about the game later, but for next week, but yeah, yeah, that's it for this one. It was a big win for the Packers
1: clinched that spot. Yeah. And it, you know, some things to point out here going into next week, I know we're just able to talk about that, but Aaron Jones, I was, I was thinking, I think he might be, I was thinking, well, McCaffrey, but he's had a little, they've been resting him a little bit and he's been battling that calf thing a little I think Aaron Jones is the hottest running back going into the playoffs. I can't really think of another one that you could put ahead of him, you know. Um, so, I think that's going to be really key. And you're right, Joe Barry cooked up a master class of a game. Um, this year, you know, last year they needed this game to get in. They had to have it last year. The defense didn't get it done. No, um, didn't really get it done last year. Yeah, but the defense, you know, they had that, uh, you know, Lions put together that game winning drive on their head last year. Um, this year they had a you know they needed this game and no the Bears didn't even cross the goal line so you know that's pretty good. But not just that uh, some big guys were playing really good and because you know people forget I think throughout all the Joe Barry stuff and sometimes these guys don't have their best days but like they have some really young players that are very talented. Now Devonta Wyatt, uh, Quay Walker, you know if he keeps his head on right, I mean. He's been doing okay this year. they uh, they looked good in that game. The front seven of the Packers looked good, which at sometimes during this year you were like, you would think maybe they had their their head screwed on the wrong way, you know. So that that's good going into the playoffs. Uh, I guess one tidbit that is scary for both the Steelers and uh, the Packers were both seven seeds coming into these playoffs um, in the fourteen team player. We got nothing to era, lose. The 14-team playoff era so far, uh, no 7-seed has won, uh, won a game. Yeah, man. they're 0-6. They haven't, they haven't pulled off the upset yet. So, But Green Bay is one of like the remaining
0: five or six teams left that has not played on Super Wild Card Weekend, ever. Never played on the Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, so I'm excited to join this year. I'm
1: excited to, oh, to join great. the fun. Well, um, it hasn't been great for me when I've been a part of it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah I'm last, excited, I'm just excited to be here. Last year I had a great super wild card weekend because it was just me and the games, you know, just the just the games going on. No, those no Steelers the year before obviously we had the the TJ Watt touchdown right away and then boom everything, you know, whatever. But uh, the year before that you lost to Cleveland.
0: Gave them their first playoff win in like two decades. Yeah. Um yeah, Baker Mayfield's only career playoff win. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, all well, fun stuff. I have a chance. we well, maybe
0: we'll get we'll get to yeah. that later. Uh Giants Eagles is your next game you got down.
1: Yes. Uh and you might be wondering why the hell do I have this game on here? Uh but I just think it's important to point out how awful Philly is right now. And we're just getting ready to talk. You just said Baker Mayfield has one single playoff win against against the Steelers. I. Uh, you know the 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 Buccaneers didn't do jack diddly squat this week. Really, against the the Panthers, they they uh put up three field goals in a win, nine to nothing, whatever, clinched the AFC South, um, made the Saints Falcons game irrelevant. Philly and New York Football Giants, this game was disgusting. Um, Philly, th- everything bad that could happen to Philly happened in this game. You know, they sucked. Uh they didn't so they didn't have anything to build on going into the playoffs, just this continued continued di- downward spiral. Uh you lose to a division opponent. Um you lose AJ Brown. We don't know how extensive the injury is, but oh my gosh, without him, you might as well mail it in. Well, and then your quarterback's finger looks like it should be poking out of his out of the skin of his finger. But it didn't. It it stayed in there, but it it you know, it probably should have poked out. Um he and he went back in to try and play through it, and apparently that just made it worse. Um so you don't you don't have anything really going for you heading into the Buccaneers game except for the fact that it's the Buccaneers. You know, um they've Yeah, one of two nine and eight teams in the playoffs. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not bad, but you know, you're you don't really expect them to do anything. Um I'll say this though, you know, if if Philly, you know, they just got washed at they got crushed in this Giants game. Um you know, complete completely demoralizing for the fan base as well. But if they can maybe somehow beat the Bucks, you know, they might be able to get some confidence back. But now they're they're battling. They're not only battling Ah, uh, Big Mo not being on their side, but they're also now battling injuries and just being in complete disarray. So, yeah, um, this there's there's a lot suck. of teams.
0: Yeah, there's teams that stumble into the playoffs. Um, Philly stumbled, fell flat on their face, um, got drenched in mud, and then got dragged through the mud into the playoffs. And currently, I. They still haven't woken up yet. There's still that dead corpse lying in the mud going yeah. into the playoffs. So and they stumbled um, yeah. in but
1: they stumbled into the five seed. That's how great of a season they were having. Ten and one. And like you just said, they fell flat on their face in the mud and they're sitting in the five seed. You know, think about that. Well, I, I think there was a team a few years ago. And we actually just
0: mentioned the game with the Steelers Browns, but the Steelers were eleven and zero, and they went in as a three seed, so not quite there, but um, and they got annihilated in the first round. And I, I see very similar circumstances in these teams. Like the Steelers weren't winning in like good fashion that year when they were 11 and 0. And even when Philly was 10 and one, they weren't winning. Like everyone was kind of like, well, you know, they're winning, but they almost lose every game. Like they just kind of pulled out at the end. Um, and so I just see massive similarities between those two teams and uh, I mean, we'll get to it later, but this this was, I think, a preview at of what we're going to get of Philly in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be an early exit. And then uh, Buffalo, Miami. Uh, this was Sunday night football. Uh, looked like it was going to be pretty fun. Uh, and then it was just... A bad, it was like a Mac game. It really was. I mean, it was just interception after interception after interception to start the game. Um, we weren't even getting to see the punter really. I mean, until later on in the game. It was just turnovers everywhere. Uh it was kind of fun though. It was Pua. It was Pua. I hate to say it, you know, as a member of two and on, but Pua showed up. It was Pua turned the ball over, you know, and then Josh Allen actually looked bad too. He was actually really bad. Um, He turned the ball over three times. um, And they still still somehow won. And uh, so the Bills came all the way back and climbed their way into the two spot, which is two home games if you can win uh, your first one. So uh, it sucks what happened to the Dolphins because they lost uh, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, your two best edge rushers. Um and they also are both very good at stopping the run too um uh, and then you're dealing with all these other uh injuries you know on offense now here's what I was thinking though, so you know they play the chiefs this weekend and it's it's gonna be super cold the the real feel uh during kick is supposed to be about negative thirty um which is insanity that's that's ice bowl numbers um but if they can get mostert back. And Waddle back. You know, it's this is probably gonna be a game that's gonna be won on the ground because it's supposed to be very windy, very cold. Definitely. I don't know. The Chiefs have had a great defense this year. I don't know. At some point speed becomes an issue, you know. If they have Waddle, Hill, Mostert and A-Chain all playing, I I would take the I'm gonna take the fins in a heartbeat. You know, which is insane. Wow, it's just insane yeah, is to say. Insane. But if that, if they're all healthy, I would take them because the Chiefs. You know, they're. It's not that they limped in. I mean, geez, they. You know, they won eleven games, but you know, if you've watched the Chiefs, you know, like, kind of like what they have been this year. They never yeah, they're got like it. The to Eagles, click. but not quite as bad. Yeah, they never got it to click. The, the difference between the Eagles and the Chiefs is. The Chiefs defense is still good. Eagles defense is not good anymore.
0: Yeah. That um,
1: that that's the big point. Is yeah. that the Chiefs defense is
0: this is probably the best defense Mahomes has ever had. Yeah. And it just so happens to be paired with the worst offense he's ever yeah. had. So and that's usually kind of how it up. goes. Yeah.
1: But and then the other big difference between the two, and don't get me wrong, I I think Jalen Hurts is gonna be able to bounce back probably in his career, but You know, one team has Mahomes, one team has Jalen Hurts. That's another big difference between the two teams. Um, And then the Chiefs are at home in this situation, which is going to help. And these guys are a little bit more acclimated to playing in cold weather games. But, you know, and it's not that the, the Dolphins aren't exactly prepared for a game like this, if you ask me. But they they do have to play cold weather games. They gotta play Buffalo, uh, New England, and the Jets. You know, on the East Coast every year, and they play in the AFC, so they play in all kind of cold weather cities. But um, I don't know. I just think if it comes down to being on the ground, it's gonna be think about the jerseys,
0: offense. though, Cam.
1: Actually, you know what? You just want to get into the uh,
0: the NFL playoff preview
1: yeah, here. Yeah, we're, we're at the end, so we can. Okay. This uh, one's also on the cock, by the way. It's. There's all kinds of storylines around this Chiefs game. Obviously, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, the Chiefs' uh, offensive woes. uh, Tyreek
0: Hill return to Arrowhead.
1: Tyreek Hill's official return to to Arrowhead. These two teams played earlier this year. Um, Not on American soil, though. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And if the Dolphins have their guys, um, really crazy enough, the Dolphins kind of win a guy off against the Chiefs. You know, I mean, really, when you're doing a guy off Chiefs-Dolphins, you go Mahomes, and then you're kind of forced your hand. You go Kels, and then you're kind of out. Uh, you could go defense. You could go uh, Chris Jones,
0: I think. You you could. You could, could go, go with Jerry thing, Sneed. Yeah, he's been Pro Bowl caliber. Uh, you could go Trent McDuffie. He's been pretty good yeah. this year. Uh, you, Nick Bolton, Mizzou. Yeah, you could. He won touchdown in the Super Bowl. I think he's hurt right now, though. He's back. He okay, is back. He's back. Uh, but, you go Creed Humphrey, uh, Pro Bowl center. Um, but Dolphins do they do have more? You're right. Like defense, they got Jalen Ramsey, Xavier um, Howard. Although I think he's hurt. Um, they he's got, got Christian playing, Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb. Although nope. two of those are two of those guys hurt, are hurt, but they're on the defensive line. Uh, Vic Fangio.
1: Their offensive line. You know now I think about it. You know, the Dolphins have a lot of injuries on their offensive line, too. Like, guys that have been shuffling in and out. But, man, if they are healthy for this game, I would take the Dolphins, which is crazy because Mahomes has never lost. Or he has lost at home in the playoffs before, but never in this round, never this early. I don't yeah, think he's true. ever played this early. You know, he has played in the wild card before. but
0: Yeah, but, I mean, he has made the AFC championship game at home every single year that he's been a starter. That's just, it's just crazy. It is. It and is crazy. It, it's kind of like for me, like the, you just pick the Astros. Like when you see the Astros in the playoffs, they've made six straight ALCSs. you just pick them. And like this year I was a little bit hesitant because Astros weren't as good in the regular seasons. As they usually are, but I'm like, well, they're the Astros. Like I have to pick them. And sure enough, just like clockwork, they end up in the ALCS again, somehow. Um, it just, it just happens. You just have to expect it. And, uh, that's what I'm doing here with the Chiefs. I I think I I'm just gonna have to put them in the championship game automatically until until I see them not do it with Mahomes. I there's nothing that you there's literally nothing that can convince me that they will lose until and, I see it with my own eyes.
1: I don't know. Like I just feel like you know if they have to go to Buffalo, uh yeah, that'd be Mahomes' first road play. A lot of people are always talking about how Mahomes has never won up a, a playoff game on the road. I'll be honest. I think he's so good that I don't think that really matters. You know, um, he well, wins. He he's wins never road. played on the road, but I mean, going into Buffalo for your first That'd game, be tough, is a hell of a game, but you know what? I, I don't have that much trust in Josh Allen, you know, and I know he's a great player. Uh, he's accounted for the most touchdowns this year. Uh, also has accounted for the most turnovers. Um, I just don't trust them. So if, you know, if the chiefs were to get into a, a Buffalo game, it would be a big toss up for me, but, uh, I think I probably would still lead or lean chiefs, but I'll tell you this, I think, and I had never felt this way before, but if the chiefs have to go to like Baltimore, I, I think I would take Baltimore, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get, once we get to the AFC championship game, then you can pick someone else because they're not undefeated in the championship games. They are always there, but they're not undefeated. Um, all right. So for our picks this week, um, obviously during the regular season, we always combine, we, we pick together and we have show me, show picks, but in the playoffs we face off against each other. That's what we did last year. Um, who's your pick in this game, Kim? Chiefs, Chiefs. It's so hard
1: to say, cause I don't know who's playing. Um, 'Cause like I said, if if Mostert, A chain, uh, Waddle and Hill are all a go, I'm I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Um, so I might have to this might have to be a wait and see kind of thing for when we okay. finally calculate it all. Um, but that would be my pick. I would take I would take the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going Chiefs no matter
0: what. I just said there's nothing that can convince me just because I have never seen it done before. So yeah, to see it, to believe fair. it type of game. You know yeah. what?
1: And I agree with that. But then again, yeah. I also, so like, cause I was on the same thing. I'm like chiefs in the, at home in the playoffs. It's like an auto, it's an automatic pick usually. But, and I, the whole year, I mean, I've talked about this on the show the whole year. I'm like, chiefs are going to, they're going to get it to click. They're going to get it to click. They're going to get it to click. They never got it to click. And that is what is concerns me, um, is that they never got it to click. And so it's like if any year, if the chiefs were to ever lose in the playoffs at home in the first round in any year, it would be this year because they never got it to click.
0: Yeah. But, I Man, the uniforms—the candy ass Dolphins uniforms—going into the Arrowhead,
1: they're going to be doing. Oh! If they whoa. wear the candy ass uniforms, it's going to be tough. They're going to be
0: setting themselves back a little. They're gonna—they're gonna sing the national anthem, and their fans are going to say, "In the home of the
1: Chiefs,
0: then Mahomes is going to suit up." And you think the Dolphins have a chance to
1: win this game? That's—I mean, they do have I a chance, do. but you think they—they they will? I still do. If, if, if those four. Speed Demons, if that 4x14 mm-hmm. plays, I think they would win. All right. Well,
0: I, I do think Tyreek Hill is going to have a big game no matter what, though. He's just going to want to be open all the time. Uh, so wait and see for Cam's pick. I'm the Chiefs. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's go to the, the earlier afternoon game on Saturday. Um, another AFC dogfight. It is the Browns, the five-seed Browns at the Texans. Um, this is Houston's first game, playoff game, in like four years since the uh, the famous 24 to nothing collapse that they had against the Chiefs um, en route to Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl win. But it's also, I don't know, the, the Browns this year, they were kind of a little bit underrated almost. I think it's because they didn't really have that quarterback until now, Joe Flacco. Uh, I am... I'm going to, I'm going to lean the Browns in this one just because ah, I don't, I, their defense is just so good. And CJ Stroud is a rookie, one of the best rookie quarterbacks we've ever seen, but he's still a rookie. This Texans team is very young in general. Um, I just think that the Browns they're, they're well coached this year on both sides of the ball. And, uh, I just think that they're going to have a little bit more. Um, their running game is really good too. So I feel like Joe Flacco can kind of just stay out of the passing game until he has to. Um, yeah, I, I think the Browns just have a little more talent and they got a little bit more to play for. They got, they had a bye week last week, really most of their starters. So I'm I'm going Cleveland here.
1: I am also, and I do I'm not even going to talk that much. I'm just going Cleveland. I, uh, uh, I will say this. I was thinking about this the other night. I think the AFC North this year is kind of like the SEC West. Uh, they, it was kind of just a gauntlet this year, and uh, you put those teams in the bowl games, you know, if those players play, and then boom, you know, they kind of all just win. Uh, not saying that the Steelers are going to beat the Bills, but I th- I don't think the Steelers are going to beat the Bills, and we'll get to that pick here in a, mo- in a moment, but I think the Steelers are going to play the Bills uh close to too close for comfort for the Bills which I would never have said that last year or the year before so um I'm going to go with the Browns uh my only concern with the Browns this week is uh it's not a defensive thing it's just a it's an offensive line injuries thing they've also been battling some injuries on the offensive line um and those are tough because you know you have a guy like Will Anderson who's just going to be looking to eat you know Um, His first playoff game. And then um, I'll say this, though. If the Texans do win this game, it'll change a lot about how I make my picks, you know, going forward. Because it's kind of going to just be like, Stroud just might be that guy. You know what I mean? Well,
0: also, these two teams right now have some of the best vibes going into the playoffs. Like, we talk about the Chiefs. They don't have good vibes going right now. The Dolphins, they don't have good vibes going right now. They just blew the division. The Browns and the Texans, like the Texans probably have the best vibes going into the playoffs. They're just, who cares? I mean, we just won the division. Um, the Browns have pretty good vibes going into, you know, they, they're like, we started five different quarterbacks this year. And we are the, I think the second best team by record in our league. Um, and we're going on the road to a young inexperienced experienced team, you know, Joe Flacco is slinging the rock the way that he's – they got great vibes going right now. And so I think that the winner of this one is going to be the team definitely that you need to watch the rest of the way because the winner of this is going to be sneaky. And they could could sneak their way into the Super Bowl, I think, the winner of this game, which is as crazy as that sounds. But they're going to be –
1: they're going to be hot. I don't think that's crazy at all in the NFL. I I just think these are two – very well coached teams. Uh, the, you know these two coaches are um, two of the three top three candidates for coach of the year. So um, it doesn't really shock me that much. So, so yeah, uh, we're go both going Browns, Browns so.
0: though. Yeah. Okay, similar pick there. All
1: right, That's let's head it. to Sunday.
0: You alluded to this just a second ago. Steelers at the Bills. Bills get the two seed with their win on Sunday night. Um, they've secured themselves at least two home playoff games if they win this one. Um, TJ Watt is out; he's hurt. Um, that certainly hurts the Steelers, the the life and blood of their defense. Um, but they're still they're still going to be fighting. Um, they're going to create probably at least a turnover, I'd imagine. Uh, but uh, the Bills are five five and zero oh, since Sean McDermott gave the 9-11 speech. So it did work. Um, it did it did work.
1: Yeah, I you know, this is going to be tough as a fan to watch because I wanted the Steelers to get into the playoffs um over this last month after 3 months of not wanting them to get into the playoffs, you know? Uh of watching just god awful football. Well, the last month I've gotten to watch or the last 3 weeks of the season I got to watch good football. Like just a good football, definitely in comparison to what we were watching. I'm not saying it was great, Uh, football to watch overall but way better than what we had been watching um and i think you're right i think they're no matter what and like i said a moment ago it's going to be close for comfort for the bills and i think they're really going to just they're still going to fight and get after them and uh you said a turnover i would not be surprised if the bills win this game and but they have like three turnovers um And I think that's what's actually going to keep the game close is these Bills turnovers because, like I said, the Steelers are not going to exactly rain down points on you exactly. But um, the thing is, uh, Mason Rudolph has been playing great since he started playing, so I think the, the key for the Bills is to maybe put on a little bit more pressure than what he's seen so far. And try and get him mixed up because if they can get that going, you know, get a couple Mason Rudolph uh, interceptions or something like that, you know, then we could really, then they could they could probably control this game pretty well. we'll home out. So, um, but I'm gonna say this one's gonna be close. I am gonna take the Bills though, but I will say this: um, both the two seven matchups this year. Don't get me wrong; I'd be a little bit more surprised if the Steelers won this game than if the Packers beat the the Cowboys. I think they both have good chances to win these games, which is crazy. And I only say that about the bills because they are just so unpredictable and yeah, they have been playing very good lately, but you know, crazy shit happens in the playoffs.
0: So yeah. And especially with the bills, um, they're not consistent. Yeah. This is, this is definitely the year. I feel like we're both, we're the seven seeds this year, me and you cam. And I feel like one of us is going to just be just hyped going into next week because one of us is going to win. Um, I, I don't know. I, that could be wrong, but this does feel like the two, seven matchups usually feel like kind of overmatched. Like the two just kind of overmatches the seven, this one, it kind of feels a little bit more even. Um, I am also going with the bills though. I really have no idea what to expect if it's going to be closer or a blowout. I just, I think the bills, they, they escape with the win in this one. Um, and speaking of the five game, when they finished 11 and six, that got your over on the bills. So you went three and one on your picks. I went one and three. Um, yeah. It's not, uh, not good. So I guess yeah. we'll have to figure out the, the exact details of the punishment for me, but
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, then the, another thing, you know, watch it. Maybe if, if you're a betting man somewhere out there, uh, the Steelers are one in 10 without TJ Watt. And that's my biggest number in this game. And it's honestly a staggering number. Uh, You know, their record with him versus against him is it's bonkers. And it's actually what's maybe even bonkers is more bonkers is their record with him. Like you can't believe how many games over 500 they are with him than they are without him. I mean, their record with him is, is great actually. Like you're like, holy moly, they must've had some really good teams, which is not entirely true. They, but you know, I don't know. he's just that much of a game changer. Um, so when they're one in ten without him. you know that's you know you're in the playoffs. I wouldn't expect that to really change. Yeah, you're kind of just in the
0: happy to be here mindset too. like, hey, we snuck in. We weren't supposed to be here. Um, next game is Packer's Cowboys. Um, we kind of talked about this one a lot already. Um, But the biggest thing is I I was rooting heavily for the Rams at the end of that game because I wanted the seven seed. If the Rams would have lost, we would have been the sixth seed going into Detroit, um, which I didn't want that. I thought, you know, we have the ability to win both those matchups, but I just I really wanted to root for the Lions and not against them. Um, So that was really the main reason. But also, I do think we can beat the Cowboys um, because out of the kind of the big dogs in the NFC they have one of the weaker run games. Their run game is not strong this year um which is something the Packers struggle with. That's like if you can run the ball well, you're just going to eat on the Packers. Uh and also their defense has been the last few weeks has been a little shaky. Um the Dan Quinn experience they've, they've had a lot of injuries especially in the secondary. Um and uh that that could be good for these. Cause if they just have a good secondary, that's going to overmatch our young receivers. So I feel like this could be, everything has to go right in order for the Packers to win, but I think they can, they can pull it off. There, there's a lot of things that have to go right, but I think that it's a lot more likely than what people are going to give them. I'm still going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one, just with the safe pick, because uh, you know, it, no seven seed has ever won. The two seeds are undefeated in this round, and it's another one of those things you just have to see it to be- to believe it. Um, I do think this will be a competitive game at that, uh, but it, I mean this this is a game you kind of have to keep like close. Like the defense has to show out because if the Cowboys get out to a big lead, it's going to be hard to come back. I I don't know against the Cowboys defense, I feel like they'll lock in if they get a big lead, but also the Another thing with the Cowboys, they had three O linemen out with injury last week, and they had a fourth one go down in the middle of the game. So I don't know what that's looking like going into the game, like who's all healthy. But if they have some serious injuries on that that O line, Dak Prescott is a very sackable quarterback. And there's some guys, Kenny Clark, that could get at least one sack, you know, Preston Smith, Devonta Wyatt, you know, some of those guys that are just going to eat on this defensive line. So
1: I am, and this may be crazy to say, I'm absolutely torn on this game because there is a lot of factors that point to Cowboys should win this game. Um, And I'll start with those Uh, 12 and five. Once again, this year, the last two years, they've also gone 12 and five and just lost to the Niners. So that's what would put them, that would put them kind of in a spot to do that again here in the playoffs. Um, so that's that's like my first thing here. Um, and then my next thing is uh, they're at home and they are unbeatable at home this year. I mean, they are awesome at home. I mean, it is a diff- it's a two different teams, you know, and so eventually they'd probably have to go on the road unless somebody dethrones the 49ers. But in this game, in this case, they would be at home. So like you have that for you. As well, So you already have those two things. Um, and then a third thing here is CD lamb has, you know, besides Justin Jefferson has been the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I mean, he has had his best season. He, you know, he's been great this year. Um, Dak has been very, very good this year. Um, you know, he really had a really great bounce back year this year. Um, So, yeah, those are some reasons maybe why you should pick the Cowboys. And I think the biggest one out of all of those is just the fact that how great they've been at home and they've literally been unbeatable at home. At that point, at this point, it becomes a mindset. Like, oh, man, we just can't be touched at home. And that's scary if you're the Packers. The Packers, on the other hand, why would I pick the Packers? Well, history. I'm a history buff. Uh, I've seen – The Packers beat the Cowboys in Dallas. I've seen them beat them at Lambeau, but in this case, in Dallas, in just some weird ways. And, uh, you know, and it was with that, it was with Aaron Rodgers. Um, But I think this game is the game that actually, you know, normal NFL fans like us, we know who Jordan Love is. I think this wakes up the masses and people find out who Zip is, who Jordan Love really is. I think it's it's going to put them on the map and I actually think uh the Packers are probably going to just lose right after this game. But that means that to get to that, that, that game, that's fine, that's fine. Because that to means it, it, it to get to that game though, they have to win this game and I have the Packers winning this game. Um I you know, I I really do. It's crazy. Uh but it I is. have the first 7 seed winning. I have the Packers beating the Cowboys. In a very close game, and you're going to be like, holy shit, Jordan Love is very, very good, and um, Mike McCarthy is getting the tap on the shoulder to not come back, and we'll see all kinds of stuff with that this offseason. But, um, yeah, Packers are going to win this game, so I've got the Packers. Yeah, that's insane. And I, I will say, I'm going into this
0: game with a little bit of hope like for winning. If we do somehow pull off this upset, beat the Cowboys, we're going to San Francisco, I have a 0% chance of winning. I there was, I have no That's expectation good. of winning that game. I have seen that story so yeah. many times in the playoffs that I, I would, might not even watch that game yeah. just because I know what's going to happen. Sad. Um, I would just be happy to beat the Cowboys. So
1: but I've seen this movie a couple times
0: too. <laughs> exactly. That's also the thing is that I've seen us beat the Cowboys in heartbreaking fashion multiple times. Um, so maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. This would really be the the passing of the torch from Aaron yeah. Rodgers to Jordan Love if if he can pull off this upset. Uh, the nightcap, probably the best game on the slate, at least storylines wise. We have the Rams at the Lions Sunday Night Football in Detroit. First home playoff game in Detroit in like 30 years, and of course. Of course, it's the homecoming for Matthew Stafford. He was supposed to be the chosen one for Detroit, drafted first overall, one of probably the best quarterback in Lions history. Um, could never win there. They never gave him the team to win. They trade him to L.A. a couple years ago. He goes, wins a Super Bowl his first year, and uh, now his first game back is in the playoffs in Detroit. They're banning Stafford's jerseys in the stands, apparently. I don't know if like you can actually do that, but yeah, I, they're banning them. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be rowdy. I mean, this crowd is going to be, they're going to be ready to go. They just, most of them just won a national championship on Monday night. Um, forget that. So most of these, these fans are hot. They got winning on their mind. Um, but the Rams are hot too. And you know, Jared Goff is, this is a, a revenge game for him against Sean McVay. Um, so I will be rooting for the lions in this one hard, but the Rams, I mean, their only loss in the last two months is in overtime at Baltimore who most people say is the best team in the league right now. So they're hot. They're not slowing down. I mean, they beat the Niners last week with Carson Wentz and I know the Niners are benching a lot of people, but still, I mean, that's, that's an impressive feat. They're, they're hot right now. And, uh, while I will be rooting for the lions, they're still the Lions and they don't get good things. They don't they don't have nice things in Detroit. And uh it's gonna continue to stay that way. LA moves on. Uh and in my opinion, yeah, yeah. It sets up a Niners Rams matchup the next week. So
1: I hope that doesn't happen as a as a you know person that dislikes the Rams here in St. Louis, but um, I'll oh, say this, I too, but <laughs> yeah, I know you do um, come from a football standpoint here. The Lions defense has been weird this year. I was actually very surprised at how many coaching interviews Aaron Glenn has been uh, getting. I think, it, is it Cordy Glenn or Aaron Glenn? I think it's Aaron Glenn. Their defensive coordinator for head coaching jobs. Yeah. I don't think he's done that great of a job this year. I, I mean they their defense has been pretty pretty bad at times. And that's what worries me against uh this Rams offense, like like Luke just said, has been so hot to end the year. Um and then my other concern is the Rams defense. It's it's just not a very it's not an experienced secondary. And it's not a very name worthy secondary, if that makes sense. You know, there's just not a lot of guys. They got they got, they got some playmakers out there. Though. They do. They got a they lot of young some, rookies. They have some athletes on the defense, is what I've noticed this year, which is always great to have. Um, my, you know, my big thing with the Rams is that <sighs> I just know he's going to kick it into a high gear. It's going to be an Aaron Donald show. Um, you know, it is, it just isn't the, the lions have a great offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. And I don't know how they're going to tackle, uh, Aaron Donald, you know, I think they might have to tackle him, you know, to stop him. you know, so keep your eye out for that. There's probably going to be a multitude of holding calls against Aaron Donald, this game that are called and that aren't called because they can't throw the flag every single play. Um. There's another game I'm pretty torn on because I think the Rams' offense is so good. You know, this this end of the season, Cooper Cup back isn't – Cooper Cup has been back and hasn't been the best receiver on the Rams. Like, that is – that's what's nuts to me. And then I've grown very fond of Kyron Williams. I think, I think he's better than Todd Gurley at Todd Gurley's peak. You know, I, he has been unstoppable. Literally, teams have not been able to keep him out of the end zone here down the stretch of the football season. Um, but I, and uh, there was, you know, the Hawkinson injury is tough for the lions because that you know, he was a real, I'm sorry, not Hawkinson Laporta. Uh, that injury was very big, you know, because that's one less guy that this Rams secondary and linebacker court doesn't have to cover. And that was a big, that was a mismatch before, like if that game was played on paper before the Laporta injury, um, i I lean rams too, but i i there's a there's a part of me that thinks that the lions somehow pull off a Dan Campbell like miracle um so it would be I, awesome I think I might actually go lions i don't and I think if they win this game, they can pretty much win just about every game. The problem with the lions is you never know when they're gonna have an absolute dud. You know, they had a huge dud on Thanksgiving Day, which is a tradition in Detroit. Don't get me wrong, but you know, they had a huge dud against the Packers. They had an absolute dud against the Ravens, which should have been one of the best football games this season. Um, and they've just had a couple others. I pray that doesn't happen because the staff you know staff. Yeah, it'd be very sad. Yeah. That would be. The big a big plus for the Lions here is this is an indoor game, you know? I mean, the Lions play indoors, and if they were even in L.A., you know, it would be indoors as well. But um, that's huge for Jared Goff. And you're right, this is a revenge game for him. For Stafford, it's no revenge game. It's it's more of a coming-home party for him. But um, ah, it's so – I'm going to pick the Lions, and I think this might be, of any of the games, it wouldn't shock me to go the other way just because Aaron Donald and – Right now, the Lions don't have the firepower to stop the Rams' firepower, but it's the NFL. You know, anytime you expect a high-scoring game, yeah. I mean, exactly. the thirteen to expect the unexpected in the NFL. Yeah, um, defensive game. So I'm gonna go Lions. Okay, I'm. I'm, I'm very, glad for that. I'm, I'm. I'm good. They got a pick here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. It, that's a That's kind of a hopeful pick. Which is crazy to say, though, because the Rams, they were dead, you know. And that's just – that's just what ha- – you know, people remember remember that little short period of time where like, oh, man, is McVay's seat getting a little warm? And you're like – the real mm. the real ball heads are like, are you kidding me? He's awesome. You know, they, they're struggling right now. They struggled last year, but he's literally – he'll turn it around, and then I didn't even expect him to turn it around this much. I mean, he has them right where – he needs them. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, favorable schedule ahead. Uh,
0: I mean, Lions were my preseason pick to come out of the NFC. So, I mean, technically, if they, they do win this game, I called it. You know, I'm right either way. But, uh, you know, it, it, as long as it's been since the Lions had a home playoff game, you said it's been 30 years, it's been longer since they've had a win in the playoffs. So, uh, I don't know, it, it would be incredible if they did, but regardless, absolute cinema on Sunday night. I can, this is the Chris Collinsworth Mike Tirico game, and uh, that's perfect. That's that's the perfect broadcast crew for this game, if you ask me. Um, and then the final game on Monday night, we have the Bucks. And the Eagles, I I was very disappointed this was the Monday night game because they kind of give us, like, good ones on the Monday night, and this is, like, the worst game, if you ask me. Um, I'm going going Buccaneers, and it's as simple as this. The Eagles, they're deader than dead. Um, Their fans are turning on the team. Everyone's getting injured. Um, Their coaching is awful. And uh, the Buccaneers can kind of just do their own thing. Like, Todd Bowles can dial up that defense. to stop the run and then the passing game will take care of itself. Um, And then Baker, if he can just do enough against that struggling Eagles defense right now, I could see him winning something like 17 to 10, you know, just kind of eking out the win Uh, at home. And speaking of the bucks, they're the only team in the NFC to make the playoffs the last four seasons. That's consistency, baby. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's my pick for that one.
1: Yeah, I'm also gonna take the Buccaneers. Um, my my hope for the NFL is that the Eagles get back on track. Eagles get back on track. It's a whole new it's a whole new game in the NFC. Um, but they have to. They I mean, this it sounds cliche, but I mean, they literally have to do it in this game. This is their last chance because this is the. This really isn't that all different from some of their last few games to end the season in terms of how good this team is. It's really not that big of a jump up or down from Cardinals, Giants, Giants. You know, whatever. You know, it's really not that big of a difference. And I hate to say that about the Bucks, but um, and but the thing is about the Bucks, we were talking about the Eagles' poor secondary play. Um, you know, he could have a Baker could have one of those games. You know, where he dials it up to. Mike Evans twice in the back of the end zone for like 130 yards, you know, and they, they win this game. Um, And that's why I'm taking the bucks and the Buccaneers defense is, I believe it is the youngest defense. And I believe uh, they're not the youngest team. The Packers are the youngest team, but I believe this defense is the youngest defense in the league, which is crazy because it has Levante David on it, but a million years old. Yeah. But uh so yeah, there's that. I I think they they will get after the Eagles, but that is um you know I hope it's just be more fun if the Eagles can figure it out some way. Um, I think it's it's kind of the same way for the Chiefs. I kind of hope the Chiefs figure it out too because I think if that team so suddenly just comes back into form, it's like that changes everything too. Uh, because right now these two teams from the Super Bowl last year, you can kind of. I mean, I did, uh, you didn't, but I kind of just, I'm writing both of them off, you know, so. uh, And I think it's justifiable. They've both been really, really mid, and the Eagles have not even been mid. They haven't even been mid as a mug. They've been bad, so. Yeah, I mean,
0: and here's the thing, like, they both made the Super Bowl last year, but how often do teams repeat, like in today's? it's, It's very rare that a team that was in the Super Bowl last year goes back um especially the team that wins it. So I I don't think it's a surprise at all to not pick them. Um I I think we get two different teams in the Super Bowl this year. Um whether it's the Ravens, Niners, uh Bills, Cowboys, hell the, the Rams, uh whoever it is. I just think we get we get two different teams, we get a completely new matchup and uh it'll be fun. And that's the uh that's the that's the wild card preview. So um, exciting weekend of football ahead. Um, I'm thinking we probably we we skip the the head coaching hire or firings. Maybe leave those. Other I than we could talk Nick Saban. Maybe, yeah, let's just,
1: talk about Nick since he's college. Yeah, he's, he's the only one that's retired. Obviously, Pete Carroll got fired. Rabel got fired. Arthur Smith got fired. Belichick, Ron Rivera. Belichick. Go. Yeah. Um,
0: Nick Saban. That was honestly the most shocking, like all those guys up Vrabel was a little uh, shocking, but Nick Saban just retiring on, I think it was Tuesday morning
1: or Wednesday. It was, it was, uh, it was yesterday at, uh, at four o'clock. He informed the team, yeah. a mandatory team meeting that, uh, you know, he was retiring and he's had, he's already done a couple interviews talking about how he just, you know, this season was really grueling and he couldn't do it the same way as he used to be able to do it. And, you know, he was like a big believer. in if he can't do it the way that it needs to be done, then he probably should, you know, hand it over to somewhere else, somebody else, which is such a football guy thing to do. But I'll say this, you know, uh, this one isn't like the Vrabel firing was just like, well, I guess it's not that surprising since the Titans are just such a freaking ridiculous organization but this one this retiring was not surprising because he's old and he's tired but it was shocking like i was still shell shocked when i read it and i was very i was i was sad i'm still upset it's like one of those things it was you know it was kind of like uh this year uh tom brady not playing i was like man i miss I never would have thought it, but I do miss Tom Brady playing, like slinging the rock. I don't uh, think I did, but uh, but <laughs> I can't say. Nick that. Saban Nick Saban not being on the sidelines. I mean, Nick Saban's my favorite football coach ever. Just ever. Legend. He's so I, fun to watch. A country mile he is. And um and and it's not just all the quotes and all, you know, the fired up at reporters and all the sayings that he has. It's I don't know. He's such a good guy, too. We see it all the time, you know. He you know, he tries to watch all of his players in the NFL as much as he can, you know. he, you know, his players that don't make it to the NFL, they all say that they can reach out to him pretty much at any time for the rest of their life. And that's what coaching's all about and, you know, uh it just sucks that I won't get to see him on the sideline. You know, and there's there's something about him, you know. You and this is more for Alabama fans that they're going to miss this is like, no matter what, when he was on, uh, the sideline, it's kind of like when Tom Brady's your quarterback, you know, you have a chance no matter what. And not that you needed a chance cause you're Alabama, you know, you already have this loaded roster, but even, you know, the, the years when they were finally underdogs every once in a while, when they would be an underdog, you're like, Oh, we always have a chance. You know, it's Nick, you know? So I don't know. It's tough. It's not going to be the same without him. It just won't. It's one of those things that, like, every time I think about college
0: football, I think about Alabama as being like that big dog that dominating, and at the helm has been Nick Saban the entire time that I've been into college football. You, You turn on an Alabama game, you expect Nick Saban, and just the fact that, like, this this might be a little too far, but he really is like the Jesus of college football. Like to me, like the fact that I think, Oh yeah. Like, like Alabama is just like so good that I hold them in such like a high standard and thinking about somebody else being on the sidelines, coaching Alabama next year. It just, it felt wrong to me. Like just imagining Kalen DeBoer or Lane Kiffin, somebody like that on the Alabama sidelines just doesn't feel right. Cause I, I'm almost just like, well, that's, Nick Saban should be there. Like I will always think that should be Nick Saban. Even if like, even when he's dead, I'll still be like, man, Nick Saban should be in that Alabama, you know, coaching jacket on the sideline. Um, and he's yeah. not going to be. And uh, it, it's just, I it I, I can't comprehend it yet. I'm going to have to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that you really can't until next year gets here and you see somebody else there, but it's going to linger the whole time. You're like, I don't know. I remember when I remember when my grandma passed away, and every time we she lived in Eureka, every time we go to Eureka, I'd be like, "Oh, this, that's where grandma lives." You know, but, you know, she's not there. It takes a while for you to it, for that to come back, and that's kind of like I know it's going to be that way with Nick Saban, um, and I just hope that Nick is still around the game. I really, I think he is. I think he's still going to work. Do like some uh, booth stuff. Yeah, I I, I think he's still going to be around Alabama a lot. You know, if the the school asks him to do something, you know, I think he's going to be there for him. But um, I just really hope that he's around it because I'd I'd, I'd miss him too much if he's not. I mean, we need him. uh, You know, I'm not saying that he has to work for ESPN or whatever, but I'm saying that I hope that he is, you know, on game day here and there, or, you know, on, you know, some of those shows or wherever they're, or they're interviewing them throughout the season, asking what he thinks and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Maybe when uh, Mizzou plays Alabama next year, he'll, and
0: game day's there, maybe he'll come back, be the guest picker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a shocking one. Um, all right. You want to get to fantasy corner? Yeah. Close out the show here
1: um, so that you can go to bed. I probably won't even go to bed. I'm just a (laughs) maniac. I'll just keep making myself tired.
0: Yep. Uh, All right. I guess I'm up first here. I got two stardoms. My first one is Heat Culture. If you've been around the NBA, you know that Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Miami Heat, just signed a contract extension the other day. and uh, he signed it the day after his divorce was final. Um, So as soon as he got that full split, he's like, I'm getting my money now. Uh, so I don't know if that was the heat that did that. I don't know if it was Eric that uh, said, you know what? I'm going to wait to <laughs> make, get this done it's and then I'll go. The heat. Heat. Yeah, I don't know which one it is, but heat culture started because it's it's good right now. That's, that's peak culture right there. That's the type of culture I want to have. Um, and then my other stardom is Providence fans just because they're getting they're being called a cult, but they're it's a cult of like nice people. Like they they will just be like openly insulted on the internet and they'll just respond thank you. Or like, great game, great game. Like they're they're uh I don't even know what to call they're like the they're like bots almost. Like, they're the just NPCs so positive. Yeah, the NPCs. Basketball. NPCs of college basketball. That's Although Providence I feel like an are.
1: NPC of college basketball would fire right back and say some shit.
0: No, it's, it's like it doesn't even comprehend negative energy. It's just yeah, like a positive NPC. Like yeah, all the like time.
1: today's AI NPCs would comprehend negative energy. I don't – they're their own – which is crazy to me because Providence is not like a chill city. It's not, it's kind of, it's, I'm not saying it's completely crime ridden, but there's crime and crazy highway, uh, videos and whatever. So, uh, I don't know. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it is. Uh, I, I'm not like fully into it. Like I still haven't fully understood it, but it was funny enough to where I had to put it down on the stardom just because I can get used to that. that that's the type of fan base you don't mind winning because, you know, it, they're not annoying. <laughs> Um, my sit is Brawny James, because there was graphic, there was a graphic that popped up during the USC game the other day, and it was highlighting some of their top players. And uh, so two of their top players, I'm forgetting their names now, but they had like their stat lines, um, like their shooting percentages, their points per game, stuff like that. And the third highlighted player was Brawny James. And in the description, it just said winner, period, <laughs> team player, period. Um, no stats or anything. And, you know, that's kind of an embarrassing look, uh, because you're just, you're literally just being put up there because of your name, like nothing in, in your basketball skills are making you up on that graphic. So winner team player, sit, sit him for that. That's embarrassing. And then my sleeper is Madison Bumgarner. Um, he made an appearance the other day, uh, Drewski, the, the famous producer, um, was at the Clippers game. Clippers Lakers game the other day and he was heckling James Harden before the game. Cause he has like courtside passes. Cause he's super rich. Jersey. Yeah. It's Drewski, And he, you know, he's probably good friends with James Harden. He's, you know, friendly heckling him before the game. And uh, in the clip he's wearing an Arizona diamondbacks, Madison Bumgarner Jersey. And it was, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone wear an Arizona diamondbacks, Madison Bumgarner Jersey, like not even diamondbacks fans. Um, and it was just crazy to see that. And, uh, just a reminder of Mad Bum and the legend of Mad Bum. So, a little sleeper. Kind of caught you off guard this week.
1: All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, my stardom is Dr. Pepper. Uh, this is kind of a personal thing. I've been going insane with the Dr. Pepper I I am so have I have never been more addicted to it in my entire life than I am addicted to Dr. Pepper and caffeine right now. And it's unsafe and I gotta figure it out. Uh so I'm gonna leave that up to when I head back to school to try and figure that out. Just add it to the plate of things to try and figure out as I as I go to school. Um so yeah. Um I mean I drink it every day. All the time. I drink it. It's it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> Yeah. probably taking years off my life. Slowly. But I'm going to start it because it's so good. But you know what, Cam? Something has to kill you. You choose I, I Dr. Pepper. That. That's true. I've always said I wanted to go out by buy food, so I'll put that there. Um, my son up is Steve Kerr. Um, the Warriors, among a couple other dynasties, as some other dynasties have started to fall here, uh, it seems, as the, the past couple of days uh, between the – Patriots, uh, Alabama's might be over, you know, with Nick finally, uh, hitting the door or whatever, but, uh, the Warriors, uh, they, uh, said that everybody's on the trade block except for Steph, uh, that's how bad their season's going right now, uh, Steve Kerr hasn't been able to, I, I always thought he was a pretty good coach, he's not really, he's not really doing any coaching right now. I don't feel like it. no 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 uh life lessons but uh not just that no nobody's really being developed uh nobody's really getting better people seem to be playing worse uh there seems to be some tension in the locker room which I I feel like I haven't seen since Draymond punched uh Clay or not Claypool uh Jordan Pool you know so which it wasn't that long ago but like this locker room seems to always be in tune with each other and uh, it seems like everything might be kind of falling apart there. Um which is weird. So like what do you do? Like you don't expect I didn't expect them to fall apart yet,
0: you know. Um they're just a, it's the end of a dynasty. It I mean, is, they, but like, I did they're, they're struggling it to, to hold on to like the guys that made it the dynasty and they're just not. I mean Curry's still a good player, but he's not the player that he was and you know everyone else is kind of Same just, with Clay. is nowhere near yeah, as near. Yeah. And Draymond almost retired. He had to be talked out of it by Adam Silver himself. Um, yeah, it's it's the end. I, I get the vibes they're going to get in as like a 9 or 10 seed into the play-in round, and then after that, it's just going to be over. Yeah. Stinker might retire.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I should probably be sitting the Lakers here, too. I mean, they have uh, – I mean, the other day I went to go check uh, – The standings on my computer and I had to accept cookies to view the standings. And if you know what that means, it just means that they didn't even show up on the screen. I had to scroll down before I could find them. So uh, that's a very tough scene, really. Um, So there's that. Yeah. Um, and then my uh <laughs> this is a crazy way to end the show what you're about to <laughs> my sleeper is possible building collapses in New York City, particularly uh the Brooklyn side of things. um you might be wondering uh that is a pretty good sleeper, possible building collapses. it's not something that you would expect um but over uh during the week, there was some videos emerged. Um, on the great, uh, website that is xvideos.com. And, uh, apparently there, that was a, that was a crazy uh, way to describe it. Um, no. there was some <laughs> Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn. Um, at, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, McKivick, I think I want to say is what it's called, which is basically a Jewish bathhouse. Um, and those are usually underground historically, and uh, basically, though, in the Jewish bathhouse connected to it was these tunnels that were dug completely illegally by uh, this, uh, this Jewish community under buildings uh, that span blocks long, um, uh, basically causing a huge infrastructure issue within the city of New York City, where some of uh, our nation's... Biggest buildings are, uh, could cause severe uh, casualties of of some of these buildings that have collapsed, which we've seen before, by the way. Um, So, yeah, possible building collapses in New York City, uh, a big, big sleeper. So just keep your eye out on it. Some things that we have seen since these videos came out of, like, the Jews coming out of, like, their tunnels that they they dug and stuff like that. Um, It does appear that they have already, like, sealed the tunnels up. And stuff like that. So uh, hopefully they can like assure that those tunnels are like, like maybe like, you know, fix the infrastructure issues that they, these people caused unknowingly, you know, I'm not, you know, there's obviously, I don't think these people tried to cause, you know, these giant collapse of buildings. They're trying to expand their synagogue or whatever, but. It's a tough scene, Luke. It's a tough yeah, scene. Yeah, definitely a sleeper. I definitely definitely a sleeper. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what. I don't even know what you would like. Do you have to just go down there and cement it all back up? Yeah, you? I
0: think I, I saw that they they were like trying to get cement trucks to like just yeah. pour a bunch of cement in there. But uh, I don't I don't know what that's gonna do. I no. guess it, they just gotta hope that fills all the tunnels up, or at least strengthen them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been what, 22? Almost 22 and a half years since we've had a significant building or buildings collapse in New York no, that's City. That's actually not true, though. So, buildings
1: uh, do collapse there every once in a while. Yeah. And it's because of infrastructure. You know, there's just so many buildings there. And yeah. there's like all these, it you know, so much. If, I don't know if you've ever seen Ghostbusters, but, you know, like the sewage tunnels, stuff like that, they're giant there. You know, they have to be. And they have, you know, their sewage system is crazy and their train system is insane. This is just bad, you know, like it, it's just dangerous. And that's what if people did get arrested uh, for it. Uh, I don't know how long, or they would probably get out, honestly, because the government usually doesn't interfere too much with like religious shit. But um, yeah, sleeper building collapses in yeah. New
0: York City. Um, yeah, we, we're not a political podcast, so we won't go any deeper than that. Um, you
1: can feel free to if you would <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> we're uh, not going on your that. own <laughs> terms. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week. A big, heavy football episode, obviously. We didn't even talk about the national championship or some of the coach firings. It but...
1: happened. It was tough.
0: Yeah. It was kind of a tough watch after once the second half started. Yeah. I mean, it it it's a Michigan-Washington national championship game. That's kind of what you expected. Um, but, yeah, enjoy your football weekend. Make sure to get um, all the channels set up because it is on four different channels over the course of the six games. So make sure that you're ready to go uh, and you're not confused whenever it happens. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you. Actually, I think it's on five different channels.
1: Peacock, ESPN, CBS, Fox, Fox NBC. And NBC. Does yeah. Fox have one? Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. So We have five
1: know. different channels.
0: So, yeah, be prepared for that. Make sure you have that all ready. And set Which to one go. gets two? NBC.
1: Saturday night and Sunday night?
0: Yeah. Well, technically, I think they get three because Peacock is owned by NBC. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, have a great football weekend. We'll recap it all next week, and we'll see you then.